Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Roads, Roads on the Air podcast. podcast, where we bring the roundtable organization of abstract discussions at Millersville University to the airwaves right here on 91.7 FM WIXQ The Ville. Radical, renowned, real college radio. But what is Rhodes? This organization seeks to bring students of various faiths, backgrounds, and experiences together to engage in civil discourse, grow in their spiritual identities, learn from others of differing beliefs, and develop strong relationships through building community. But why is this important for our campus, and how do we get here on WIXQ The Ville? Rhodes wants to create a space for intersectional dialogue, a chance to freely exchange ideas, an opportunity to realize there is way more that unites us than divides us, and ultimately encourage people to go out into the world bringing that open-minded, empathetic perspective and strengthen spiritual identity with them. We are here to present ideas, not to push them, and we want to build bridges between diverse communities to ultimately promote spiritual wellness from an individual level to the community level. We want to build better roads and bridges than PennDOT ever could. So in an effort to continue that mission, Rhodes has struck up a partnership with WIXQ The Ville to take our discussions on the air and bring this content to you wherever you are, whether you're a student, parent, or community member. I'm Josh Marzak. I'm Mark Schell. And I'm Jay Handy. And together we look forward to really diving into these topics throughout this semester, get to the heart of the matter on a range of ideas, bring in some special guests from our community, and maybe you'll even learn something new. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Rhodes, Rhodes on, on the, the Air. air. Alrighty, hello everyone. Welcome to Roads on the Air. I'm here with myself, Josh Marzak, Mark Show, Mark, Jay Handy, Jay Handy, and Josh Belise. And Josh Belise. We're a little late to get started today. We've had some technical difficulties getting set up, but ultimately everything is back to normal, and we're here on the air. It's very exciting. This is our first episode of the semester, guys. How do we feel? How are we feeling? We're great here. We're great here. We're vibing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we've got a lot planned for this episode, so we can we can just get sure, right, right down to it. I mean, let's just start with uh, with introducing ourselves. Who wants to who wants to introduce themselves first? Um, you know, my name's Mark. Uh, I'm a junior here at Millersville. Um, hoping to become a professor or a uh, world history teacher. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's about me. Professor Shell or Doctor Shell? Doctor Shell. Doctor Shell. Oh. All right, all right. If you right. go, if, you're go, if you go for a professor job, you gotta get your PhD, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm Jay Handy. I'm a freshman special education major. Um, I hope to work in a facility, um, a behavioral analysis facility, um, and I'm just excited to be here. And my name is Josh Belise. I worked in admissions for almost 10 years, but I'm a, a, I've got a whole bunch of degrees from Millersville, and uh, I currently work in alumni engagement. I'm the advisor, one of the advisors for Rhodes, and yeah, it's nice to be able to just relax and spend some time with you guys on a snowy Saturday. <laughs> As we jokingly refer, Josh has more degrees than a thermometer, but uh, <laughs> and I'm the other Josh, the Josh the lesser, because in the presence of Josh Belise, the greatness that is You'll here. get there someday, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Josh Marzak. I'm the other advisor for Rhodes. I serve as the campus minister. I graduated Millersville 2022, so that was that was a, a hot minute ago, but I've been serving the organization since then. So we have a, we have a little bit of a uh, an opener question, just kind of like a little bit of an icebreaker. Um, and basically, are you an early bird or a night owl? And this question is directed 
exactly at Mark because <laughs> <laughs> we bully him about his schedule. What what are you, an early bird or a night owl, Mark? I am most definitely a night owl. I'd say I uh, I have what may be considered an unhealthy habit of eating dinner around uh, the a.m. <laughs> uh, cooking cooking late in the a.m. Uh, the fact that my roommates are not you know bothered by that is just a, a miracle in and of itself, or just astounding you know by itself. But uh, yeah, I I'm most definitely a night owl, and yet somehow I still manage to you know get up for you know classes and uh, you know adulting and all that through the day. So, um, I'm definitely a night owl, but I can also be an early bird. Um, I manage both of those. Um, I love to stay up late and hang out with my friends, but I also am great at getting up for class. So I think I manage both of them pretty well. I'm with you, Jay. Like if it's, if I have to be up for work, I can be an early bird, but if we're going to have a snow day and the university is going to be closed, I might be up till like one or 2 AM. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm also in that crew. I I used to be a night owl. Like I used to be up very late, especially when I first got to college in the residence halls. Everyone would be hanging out in the lobby of Rygard Hall, uh, the Honors College Living Learning Community, who is now lo- relocated to South. But yes. um, then I had this job where I worked at the high school, and I had to be up at. In my opinion, an ungodly hour. But then you get used to it, right? After a while, you get used to it. And then I was like, wow, I love getting up at 545 now. So now I'm like, I'm kind of a morning person now. So I've made the transition. But so just kind of diving into our our episode, uh, our first episode is spiritual wellness. So what are some of your first thoughts when thinking about this topic? So I can start. Um, I my I have a question actually. Um, basically, is there a single defining factor of spirituality? Yeah, I just don't know if there's a single way to describe it um, and what spiritual wellness looks like. So that's my question. Okay. All right. Hopefully, we'll get to that question. That's a good question. I want to know an answer to it. About you, Mark. I also got a question. Uh, is there a single defining... Uh, f- oh, sorry. Uh, That's what does, Jay's question. Wait, yes. <laughs> what does it mean to have a spiritual side? So that might kind of seem like self-evident, just, I guess, like, you know, whether or not you identify with a, maybe a specific religion or, you know, spiritual practices. But, you know, like, if someone doesn't identify as spiritual, like, you know, what what does that look like? You know, just food for thought. And that, that's, a, that's a great question, and it also makes me wonder, too, so being college students, how do you navigate the differences in spiritual beliefs and well-being when, you know, your peers might have have beliefs that are different from yours, and these are the people that you're surrounding yourselves with, so we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, that's certainly something that we we definitely deal with in Rhodes each week, because we, we have a pretty diverse community, I'd say. We have some Christians, we have some Protestants, we have a couple of Catholic voices, we've got a few agnostics, um, we even had uh, someone who was Jewish show up to one of our meetings, we had someone who was, who was Hindu who showed up to one of our meetings. I must have missed um, that meeting. Uh, that, was the, that was the first meeting of the semester, last yeah. semester. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, we also but, had a... Uh, um, 
a few pagan people. Yeah, a few, yes. a few like Greek and Greek and Roman uh, pantheon of I think the Norse division too, and Norse. Yeah, so there's definitely some different beliefs, and that's something important that we need to we need to discuss. But overall, like spiritual wellness is like the foundation of Rhodes. Like we were founded to promote spiritual wellness on campus, yes. and you know it's part of the it's part of the wellness wheel, and we'll hear about the wellness wheel a little bit later. I'm always chirping about the wellness wheel, but um, for those of you who don't know what the wellness wheel is, it's from the Center for Health Education and Promotion. They put out this wellness wheel that has different aspects of wellness, and spiritual wellness is one of them, and Rhodes kind of wants to be a supplement to that, and that's kind of the whole crux of what we want to do, but ultimately we have our first commercial break, uh, and as soon as we come back, we'll have the next sections of what we'll be talking about, including a, a fun little like opening activity that we can work through. So sit back, relax, and we'll be back in a few. And we're back. Welcome hello. back, guys. Hello, hello. Hello. A very short two minutes, but we are we're back. So when we talk about spiritual wellness, uh, a lot of the times that we've had a spiritual wellness discussion in Rhodes, we have this activity where we have this, this worksheet that we kind of walk through. Uh, so if you're listening to this, you can kind of just grab a sheet of paper if you have one or a pen nearby and just divide the paper into four boxes, right? So make a circle in the middle. Right, a, a fifth zone, a circle in the middle, and then make four boxes around that, kind of like divide the paper into quarters. So you have five different regions on this paper to write in. And so on the upper left, you can label that box mind. You can label the one in the upper right, body. You can label the one down in the lower left, heart. And the last box in the lower right corner, you can label it soul. And in the center, that's the center, right? So what you can do is you can write certain things about your mind. Like, what are things that you think about in that mind box? You can kind of check in with yourself and, and understand a little bit more about what you think about on a daily basis. And in the body, in the body section, you can write things that you do each day. Just things that you do on a daily basis. In the heart, what are people that you think about, people that you care about, things that you care about that you like or love, significant relationships or activities that you do that you feel passionate about, goals or dreams and things like that. And then in the soul box, you can write things, maybe it's your spiritual identity or your essence or something from a more metaphysical perspective and I, I like to say like if you had to hashtag yourself right what would you what would you hashtag yourself and once you fill in all of those all of those boxes you can take all of those things and try and come up with a word or a phrase or even a short sentence maybe a picture and put that in the center right what do all four of those boxes collaborate to form as your center and if you're struggling with that concept a little bit we have a we have a clip i don't know 
Jay, you might be a little young for, for this film, but uh, there was a movie that came out in the 2000s, in the early 2000s, called Rise of the Guardians. And it's an animated like Christmas film with Jack Frost and Santa Claus. And there's this great monologue that, that Santa gives to, to Jack Frost. And we actually we have that clip um, that gives a little bit more clarity on this concept of your center. So while you're working on your worksheet, if you're following along with us, feel free to, to listen to this clip. Fruitcake? Uh, no, thanks. Now we get down to tax of breasts. Tax. Who are you, Jack Frost? What is your center? center? If man and moon chose you to be a guardian, you must have something very special inside. Hmm. Here. This is how you see me, no? Very big, intimidating. <laughs> but if you get to know me a little... Well, go on. You are downright jolly. But not... Just jolly. I am also mysterious. And fearless. And caring. And at my center, there's a tiny wooden baby. Look closer. What do you see? Uh, you have big eyes. Yes, big eyes. Very big because they are full of wonder. That is my center. It is what I was born with. Eyes that have always seen the wonder in everything. Eyes that see lights in the trees and magic in the air. This wonder is what I put into the world and what I protect in children. It is what makes me a guardian. It is my center. What is yours? I don't know. So that is a very nostalgic clip, <laughs> one that has been used for this activity frequently. So I'm just curious. I'm going to field it to, to you all for a moment. If you wrote the boxes, right, mind, body, heart, soul, and tried to piece together a center from that, what, uh, what did you come up with? Um, I've come up with just keep swimming. Um, that is like, don't give up, uh, keep going. Um, so like for my mind, I overthink a lot. Um, so that kind of stops me from doing some things. So just keep going, keep doing what I'm doing, even if it scares me. So that's pretty much what that, my core is. All right. Uh, I mean like one one really good piece of advice that I, you know, learned in high school was just practice mindfulness. And I think just the value of being present in the moment, like, I don't know if a lot of people like underestimate that or not, but, you know, just being mindful of, you know, I guess yourself, your surroundings, you know, the people you surround yourself with and just, you know, all that stuff, just being mentally present in the moment can just be like so beneficial. For me, I always think back to the stained glass above the front doors at Beamsdurfer. And, you know, there's there's stained glass that was put there over 100 years ago by our students. And it's 
the the stained glass reads climb though the rocks be rugged and in our lives you know our personal lives our academic lives our spiritual lives we all have different things that we have to overcome right and it's always important to remember especially while we're students or people here at millersville part of the community we all have different things that we're going to be challenged and faced with but you know, whenever you're in a tough spot, there's no better place to be, especially than a place like Millersville, because we have the chance to climb, though though our own rocks be rugged. So, when I think about the ways that my that my pieces intersect, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a Millersville alum, I'm a Millersville employee. But you know, all of these kind of for me come together and create the essence of climbing, though the rocks be rugged. I am a personal fan favorite of that window because of you, Josh. You have uh, told us about that window. It's a powerful symbol. Those of you who don't know where it is, there's it's uh, in the Beamsdorfer Executive Center, the president's office building down by the pond. Really cool thing to look at if you ever have the, the privilege of either being in that building or just outside of it on your walk to classes. Feel free to gaze up to that symbol. But, yeah, so when you when you put together all the pieces of your life and try to come up with one cohesive theme though that can actually be kind of tough right it's it's tough to unify all those different facets of your personality into one summary right it's not always cut and dry it's not always cut and dry so the flip side to that is if you are following along with this cool activity gonna just turn over your paper put four more boxes and a center um, label them mind body heart and soul but this time do the reverse start with the center what is your center just like santa claus was asking jack frost in that movie clip what's your center All right what is what is the essence of who you are whether you're you know you have eyes filled with wonder or if you consistently bring fun to the conversation whatever that center is identify it a word a phrase a sentence a picture and when you have identified that center then use that center to inform what the things that you think about are your mind what are the things that you do? That center informs the choices that you make with the things that you do in your daily life. What is the relationships? What are the relationships that you care about? The people that you love, the people that you devote time to. And then your essence, your hashtags, right? Derive their hashtags from your center. So Hashtag what is going on right now. Hashtag what is going on right now. It could be one of them, yeah. And, you know, just to, to kind of help out if you need help with this uh, if you think of an example right maybe maybe your center is i say say you're jay right i'm gonna use, i'm gonna use jay as an example is that okay yeah okay i'm gonna use jay as an example jay's a freshman jay's a freshman so she just got to millersville last semester and say that jay's like actual center is i'm gonna be valedictorian when i graduate millersville Ooh, go jay number one yeah, yeah go me. jay we support you in this i want to see you give that speech in four years but Say your center is, I'm going to be valedictorian in four years, right? What are some things that you would think about on a daily basis? What are the things that you'd think about in your mind? Doing my work and going to class and uh, being perseverant through the struggles that may come with being a freshman and getting used to college and things like that. Okay. What are things that you would do? I'd say, you know, just keep 
you know, work it hard, prioritize your goals, I'd say, just like, you know, have a plan, be realistic about your plan, though, and I guess just try to keep on that path. Yeah, yeah. What what are what are people you would surround yourself with? What are people that you'd care about if your goal is to be the valedictorian, if that's your center? Grandma always said that the people you surround yourself with are like elevator buttons. They'll either bring you up or they'll bring you down. Ooh. So, you Ooh, know, like like if, if your goal is to become valedictorian, there are people ahead of you who are going to be valedictorian. Let's get to know them. Let's see what, what, what types of things that they're doing. Let's build relationships. And yeah, it's because they bridges. The, yeah, build bridges. Exactly. <laughs> build build better bridges. roads and bridges. Yeah. That's right. Better than PennDOT could. Yeah. And so what's, what's some hashtags like hashtag valedictorian, hashtag, hashtag top of the class, hashtag book smarts. Hashtag just keep swimming. Hashtag, Hashtag just keep just, swimming. Yes. Right? And that is perfectly fine. That's a that's a great uh, that's a great center for your college career, perhaps. But what happens when you graduate? If that was your center, if that made up Ooh, the whole thing cool. about your life, okay, well now you need a new center. Yeah, it's like you're just kind of, that spot is just kind of void. You know, you'd spend so much of your time, like, you know, so much of your time devoted, so much of your time and energy devoted to doing that. So it's like, you know, now that you're not in school anymore, it's like, you know, that spot's empty. What are you going to do to, you know, preoccupy yourself, I guess? So we may need to look a little bit deeper, right? Maybe, maybe deeper than valedictorian to find something that is your center, right? So, if you start with the center, right, if you guys were following along, what would be at your center first, and how would it influence the boxes around? I mean, I'd say for me, uh, you know, my center is, uh, you know, I'd say it's um, a mixture between, you know, trying to have, you know, good morals, um, you know, faith, you know, God, and, you know, Jesus, and stuff like that. Because for me, just, you know, those uh, play such a big part in, you know, how you do things in life. You know, your your thoughts, your actions, your, uh, you know, what you do or how you respond or how you interact with other people. Um, and, you know, life's short. So, you know, one of my thoughts is like if life, you know, you know, e- even if like there is like nothing like out there and like, you know, it's just like an empty void or something like the one of the nice things that we can still do is just treat other people with kindness and make their time on earth like just a, you know a little bit nicer so you know it's uh yeah i'd, I'd say that's that's uh that's a center for me just trying to you know do good in the world great i'd use an encanto quote uh mirabelle said remain steadfast and steady um and that is something i would use in life uh whether it be a career or building relationships or um family things like that just remaining in contact with like what is the goal for a person versus what is the goal for that that lifetime um how do i want to grow as a person versus what career do i want to achieve um i think looking at the person um i would look at myself and say what do i want to do as a person versus where do i want to be in life uh career wise or financial or education wise i think looking deeper would be i need to remain steadfast and steady into growing as a person that's great that's great 
Encanto is such a great movie. It really oh, is. Great soundtrack. <laughs> what about Mirabelle? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> For me, you know, it's interesting. Um, the the thing that would be my center and that keeps me moving forward, it's 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 interesting because it's so simple, but yet it's also super complex. So for me, it's faith and trust. And it it can but doesn't necessarily have to be those things on a spiritual or religious level. It's it's about, you know, where I am in that moment because we talked about different facets and there's a lot of intersectionality that happens and we're constantly changing and evolving as individuals. But in in a moment, even in this moment right here, the reason that I'm here and you know, the thing that I hope that we can kind of together get out of this is faith and trust. We're, we're here because, well, I'm here because Josh Marzak said, Josh, I need you. And I have faith and I have trust in your ability. So I'm like, okay, sure we could do this. But, um, yeah, those, those are the things that I always come back to faith and trust. And pixie dust. And pixie dust. <laughs> In the yeah. words of Alexa, our president, faith, trust, and pixie dust. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's that's such a really great point. That's a really great point, Josh. Um, I would say from from my perspective, like kind of going off of what, what Mark was saying, I, I, I would say in in my center, right, there is there is faith, right? There is a level of spiritual engagement that really just makes up the core of my being and influences a lot of the decisions that I make, especially with mind, with body, with heart, with soul, all of these different arenas that we engage with on a daily basis. So I I, I would say if I had to summarize into a statement, I'm going to pull a movie quote too, but I'm going to pull it from Moulin Rouge, mm. which is such a great jukebox musical from the early 2000s. Good old Ewan McGregor oh, and Nicole gosh. Kidman. I love the 2000s. <laughs> Mark. I'm such a 2000s baby. I like, that is like, that, I was born in 02, so it's like. You, you were know, born at a young I, age? I was, yes, I was born at a young age. Yes, yes, both <laughs> my parents were there. Or no, actually, my mom was. <laughs> my dad, he got kicked out for <laughs> Oh no. He got kicked out. He was causing some trouble, but. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, I love the 2000s, but yeah. that's, that's a conversation for another day. It was an era. It was a, it was an era, and and this movie, right, one of the the whole main quotes of that is, uh, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is to love and be loved in return. And so that is kind of the way that I want to approach mind, body, heart, and soul, is loving other people and allowing myself to also, like, receive love in return, right? Because relationship is about the exchange of love and I could dive off the deep end of different concepts with that but that's a that's a conversation for another time because we have a discussion on the schedule for relationships and love we do indeed. later this semester that we're really excited to have so um, that being said just in summary of this this activity right so the the definition of spiritual wellness when we when we coalesce all of these ideas into one topic of spiritual wellness is uh, being connected to something greater than yourself and having a set of values principles morals and beliefs that provide a sense of purpose and meaning to life then using those principles to guide your actions so I think that's a, a pretty good summary, right, of spiritual wellness, it, regardless of what maybe your faith identity is in this conversation. Uh, that's a, a summary of, of, of where that concept would go. But great input, guys. We have another, we have another commercial break that we have to take, but in just a few minutes we'll be, we'll be back with 
a couple of questions about spiritual wellness that I think all of our wonderful co-hosts and guests have some, some really cool insight on. So we'll be back in a few. Hi, I'm Jacob Marino, the director of The Hub at Millersville University. And I'm Vicki Weber, the assistant director. So what is The Hub? Some of you may know or have been to one of its free meals or events, but for those of you who don't know, The Hub is an independent nonprofit mission partnered with Millersville University that serves students in many ways, but ultimately is a space for mind, body, heart, and soul. The Hub offers a variety of spaces to study, meet new people, hang out, play board games and video games, or grab a quick cup of coffee to go. In addition, there are free meals hosted there throughout the week, like free lunches held from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Tuesday and Thursday, French Toast Friday from 9 p.m. to midnight, and a few other opportunities throughout the week you should definitely keep an eye out for. The other main support measure for students in need is the Campus Cupboard, a self-service food pantry for students experiencing food insecurity of any kind. Food insecurity is a real threat on college campuses, and a survey conducted in 2019 showed that almost one-third of college students are food insecure or near food insecure. The Hub and its Campus Cupboard seek to fight against that statistic by providing non-perishable food, fresh produce, and even basic hygiene products that are free to all current Millersville University students. We also have a variety of other services such as professional clothing available for internships and interviews, a crisis fund for students experiencing significant emergencies, and an awesome opportunity for volunteer service hours and federal work-study positions as well. So if you ever want to check out The Hub, we're open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. at the A-Frame building on George Street. You can also connect with us on social media at Hub at MU. Come see for yourself and experience how we continue our mission of loving students, meeting needs, and building community on this campus. And we're back. You just heard a little bit of a, an advertisement for The Hub and the services that The Hub offers. A great place for us to meet. Rhodes meets there uh, every, every Wednesday during the semester. And yeah, like it said, grab a quick cup of coffee to go. Hang out with some people. Meet new people. Eat There's a lot food. of... Eat some food. We, we got, got the... Food. We call it the Hub Grub. Um, not Grub Hub. Hub Grub. It's usually pizza. Yeah. It's... <laughs> There's so many things. There's French toast. There's tacos. Tacos. Soup. Yeah. Chicken nugs. Oh yeah, Elena's here if anyone hears Elena. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have a couple questions uh, for this for this block. But one of the questions is basically just the overarching theme for 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 this segment. How does our faith identity contribute to our overall wellness? How does our faith identity contribute to our overall wellness? I'll just field this to the room, I guess, to start. Any initial thoughts on that question when you hear that? Um, I would say it influences like a lot of decisions that I make. Uh, as far as interacting with other people. Um, and when I feel that I am spiritually well, I feel like I'm in a better place to interact with other people um, and to check in with them more intently um, and be more diligent about being aware of like the community and things like that. So I think it does influence a lot of the decisions I make about being an involved, responsible uh, member of our community. Fantastic. Yeah, and you know, I'd say like for me, uh, you know, faith, you know, plays a, a big identity, like to, or plays a like big part in my spiritual wellness because, you know, like it, for me, for me personally, anyway, if I am doing stuff that I perceive as like not, I guess, I guess like in line with my faith, you know, like uh, something that you know would be considered wrong, like if I'm doing a bunch of that, I feel you know mentally 
and I guess maybe emotionally unwell, like I'm, you know, being a bad person or something, and that, like, puts me down. So, like, doing good, I guess that, like, can kind of, like, help pu push me back up. And that actually kind of, you know, uh, I actually have a question related to that. Like, do people without a faith identity feel the need uh, to be... Uh, feel like they need spiritual wellness so it's like you know I'm not talking about maybe necessarily like atheists but it's like you know if someone doesn't have a specific concrete you know faith like Christianity or Judaism or Buddhism or um, you know uh, Taoism you know like if they don't have a specific faith like do they still speak or do they still seek spiritual wellness somehow like my dad like he's 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 specifically atheist but I don't know if I've ever you know seen him have like any uh, you know moral you know doubts or qualms within himself so it's you know I don't know it's it's kind of like a, I don't know I think it's kind of an interesting question like I, I'd, I'd kind of like to hear from someone yeah, yeah. When it comes to when it comes to looking at the the wellness wheel, I'm gonna chirp about the wellness wheel again. But there's there's I think there's eight is it eight different aspects. There's like social wellness and financial wellness and uh, mental or social wellness, occupational wellness, physical wellness, and then they added spiritual wellness as like an equal spoke on that wheel. And it, I think, it, Jay, you and I were, were chatting about this, I guess, off the air, but uh, just thinking about, like, the, the, the relationship between spiritual wellness and overall wellness and how that kind of contributes and, and are they exclusive from each other? Or are they part of the same concept, right? I think when looking at why psychologists put this wheel together and they included spiritual wellness is because of that definition we heard from in the last segment. Like it's, it's a meaning and it's a purpose in something that is, that is greater than you, that is bigger than you, that can lend credence and information to our decisions and how we interact with people and the choices that we make every day. It, it can form a core of our identity, but that is an interesting concept you brought up. Mark is, is just thinking like, can someone without a clearly defined spiritual identity or a religious identity, I should say, do they still experience spiritual wellness? And thank you. You know, like, I actually want to backtrack because, um, you know, I, I don't want it to seem like I'm saying that, you know, people without a religious faith, like, have no morals like that. Like, you oh, know, of course my, not. Of like, course not. My dad, like, like I said, he's an atheist. And what I said, he did, he doesn't, I don't know if I've ever seen him have any moral qualms before or qualms within himself. That doesn't mean that he doesn't still try to do good in the world. Like, he, I mean, he was the, I mean, he's part of the, you know, I'd say my... So, like, personally, I I enjoy giving things to people, like, donating, you know, stuff. And I think, uh, you know, part of it I got from him because he would actually, like, he would do stuff, like, uh, if there was a homeless person or, you know, someone that was begging, like, he would actually, like, give them, uh, you know, some money and actually, like, maybe sit down with them and have a meal at, like, a restaurant or something. So, you know, like, he, you know, he still tries to, you know, do good in the world. And he he's such an amazing guy. Like, so it's like, yeah, so, like, I... I, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm just kind of wondering, like, if you identify as if you identify it spiritual in general, like not a specific faith, not pagan, Christian, or even atheist, but just spiritual. Like, I, I kind of wonder what that could look like. You know, like what does that all entail? Yeah, I've talked to a couple people um, who've identified as like spiritual, where they believe that there is stuff out there. Right? There are 
maybe spiritual identities or deities, um, afterlives, all kinds of different concepts that we find in our modern day religions, but they're like, well, it's not really for me, right? I'm just kind of here... Just vibing. Just, you know, living just the vibes, in right? Existence. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you bring up, like, how morality is influenced by our religious identities, um, and that you don't necessarily have to have a religious identity to be a moral person. To treat people to treat know, with people goodness. With goodness. And yeah. that's going to be... An, treat them like people. <laughs> that's going to be that's gonna be an interesting concept, because we're going to have another conversation later in the semester about truth and morality. Well, actually, now that I think about it, that's next week. Truth and morality is, is next week. Is. So that's going to be that's gonna be really exciting. Yeah, so tune in. Um, so yeah, definitely tune in. We've got so many, so many topics for this semester, but yeah, it's it's, it's it's interesting to to think about maybe outside of religion, right? What are other elements of spiritual wellness, right? Can you have spiritual wellness without a religious identity? Well, I'm glad that you brought that up, actually, because one of the things, and I feel so fortunate to be able to listen to you guys and your reflections on this, Mark, so much of what you've said today has got me thinking, like, so... Maybe your dad's an atheist. Maybe he doesn't have uh, necessarily a, a faith or, or a, a really well-defined spiritual part of his life. But I guarantee the day that you were born and he held you for the first time, your dad felt like he was a part of something that was bigger than himself. And, you know, that's that's the other thing with with having being a spiritual person you may or may not identify with a certain faith but you probably identify as a, a part of something bigger and that is being human you know yeah and honestly like you know just the whole uh you know the father-son you know relationship like you know you actually just made me think of something um you know, I say he's atheist and, you know, like he, you know, he treats people, you know, you know, with goodness and stuff. He actually, when I was younger, he wanted me to be baptized because, you know, his philosophy was like, even though he's an atheist, his philosophy was, you know, even if, um, you know, even if I'm wrong and, you know, there is a God out there, if my son dies, like I want him to go to heaven. And I guess that was his understanding that, you know, if I was baptized and I would go to heaven, you know, if he was wrong. So he was like, yeah, even if I'm wrong, I still want him to be baptized. Like I may not believe it, but, you know, you know, just in case I'm wrong, like I wanted to, I want him to cover like the, you know, the base or something. So like, if that's not, you know, moral, like if that's not moral, like wanting your son, like to be, you know, in a good afterlife, like, I don't know what is like you like you may not identify like as spiritual or you know you could identify as an atheist or something but you know in my mind like you know that doesn't mean you still aren't you know maybe a moral person like you may not think you are or you may not you may like think you're an atheist but i'd say like if you have good morals you know like you know in my mind anyway like that's that's like um you know a hint of you know god you know shining through people like the you know the goodness out there that is wild that you you bring that up that's that's a really interesting concept i actually i want to touch on something you just said josh about the experience of being human right a lot of us have discussed we had a um Oh, this would have been the first year of Rhodes where we talked about creation 
and mm-hmm. the direction that that conversation took, uh, we talked about, oh no, it was what happens when we die. Yes. It was that conversation our first year. Ooh, that's and a whole other discussion. That's a whole other discussion <laughs> later in the semester. We'll get there. But the, the direction that that conversation took was talking about whether humans are spiritual beings, right? Whether there is something metaphysical in addition to our physical reality. And a lot of people agreed, even some of the atheists in the room, agreed that there is a spirit that humans have. We differ in opinion on the school of thought of whether it is a soul that goes to heaven or hell from a Christian perspective or whether it is uh, a, a reincarnation angle of it is one consistent spirit that goes through multiple different forms throughout history. So the consensus, though, was that, yeah, a lot of people agreed that there is this spiritual connection that binds us together as humanity, as a civilization, as beings of a collective society, right? And we can feel that with each other. Like when you have relationships with people, that is almost like the spiritual elements of both of those people are connecting. And, and and joining in in one way, and I'm a, a bit of a Clifton Strengths nerd. Uh, Josh Belice Josh Belice is smiling. He knows what Clifton Strengths is. We we love Clifton Strengths at Millersville. It's kind of like Myers Briggs, but like on steroids. It's very very detailed and and super impactful. Highly recommend you check it out. I'm not an infomercial. I'm not a paid spokesperson. I'm just want to clear the air on that front. But I I have. Uh, Belief, which is one of the themes of Clifton Strengths, in my top five. It ranks different themes uh, in an order based on how you use them and how you approach leadership in daily life. And belief incorporates the ideas of spiritual identity. Uh, you could have a faith or, or a religion, a religious belief, by having belief in your top five uh, as a priority in your life. But you can also believe in people. You can believe in the mission or the institution that you serve or the community that you're a member of. You can believe in the goodness of others. And that is another form of belief in addition to just spiritual identity, at least from that Clifton Strengths perspective. So I definitely resonate with that concept I, a good bit. I might push back on that a little just because, like, well, because the idea of putting our trust in humans, like, we're every human, I mean, like, all of us are flawed, you know, like, you know, from, a, you know, a Christian standpoint, like, there's only one person that's, like, not flawed. That's, you know, Jesus Christ, God. Um, so, like, I, I don't know, like, it, for me, I feel like if I ever put my faith or like trust in a person like there's always that gamble that something could go wrong you know i mean odds are that like you know maybe something won't go wrong like otherwise why would you put your trust in them but there's always that slim chance that something could go wrong you know i mean after all we're human like you know we you know we're we're flawed like we're not we are not perfect you know so there's always that chance but you know i do agree that like we we can put our trust in people and that's why like yeah and we're really rattling off all of the topics that we're going to have for this semester because we have a whole discussion plan for trust, too. And whether you trust in people, trust in uh, spiritual identity, trust in an institution, and how those kind of form different foundational concepts for us. So, yeah. I would say, like, uh, going off of trusting in people, assume greatest intentions. Um, I know it's intention over impact, but assume greatest intentions in all people and assume that people are trying. They have good intentions, no matter what the impact is. Like, I understand it's not it's not easy to turn a blind eye to impacts that are not 
uh, great, but just assume great intentions. And I think that's part of spirituality is trusting humanity and assuming that people have good intentions. Excellent. Yeah, we're coming up on the top of the hour pretty shortly. So I think this was kind of a great way to cap off this segment. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back after a handful of more commercials and advertisements supporting WIXQ 91.7 FM, The Ville. Um, as, as KT would say, The Ville, if you will, on her program. Um, so we'll come back in a few minutes and we've got a couple more questions. This, this program is going great, guys. I really appreciate it hearing is, from you. So we'll be back in a few. So we are quickly finding out that the conversations we have off the air during the ad breaks <laughs> are even more interesting than the ones that we have on air, too, which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, welcome back from the top of the hour ad break to 91.7 FM The Ville. If you are just joining us, this is Roads on the Air as a podcast, a talk show for people to listen as we discuss various topics of spirituality, faith and spirituality, philosophy, current events even, um, so many different interactions of how our spiritual identities coalesce and interact with each other and today's topic is spiritual wellness so we've got a couple more questions that we have uh, to work through and for this for this segment we're really going to look at is there a connection between mental health security and spiritual affiliation right is there a connection between mental health security and spiritual affiliation. And I actually, I want to kick this off because I want to refer to an earlier point that you made, Mark, that was really, really deep. And it just blows my mind that you brought this up, that you had this similar experience talking with your, with your, um, with your father. Yeah. And I had uh, an acquaintance of mine when I was living in the residence halls, and he, he identified as an atheist. He came from a Jewish background, but was really just atheist in practice. And he talked about his, his, his mental health uh, as being an atheist. And he, he struggled with it a lot, because even though he didn't necessarily believe in a particular faith or a particular uh, religious expression or didn't maybe understand a lot of the different nuances of those those various faiths that not having a spiritual identity weighed on him very heavily because he didn't want to be wrong right because yeah. the consequences of being wrong in a lot of different faiths is actually pretty high kind of feel like you're taking a gamble it's like it oh, is a gamble is this the right one and you know he he said that if he has kids he wants to raise them in a religious household and he wants to give them hope because he said and this was like really impactful for me at the time i was a very young college student i was like a freshman or a sophomore and hadn't really heard this from someone before he's like i i just didn't have hope and I, I want my kids to have hope. And I would rather raise them in a religious household and be wrong. Um, and maybe it was useless or futile and maybe there isn't anything. And okay, well, we just covered the bases. Then have everyone else in those faith communities be right. And I went the wrong way. If that's not an expression of love, like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's that that was really, really I mean, powerful and impactful that because it's just like so amazing. Like, yeah. wow. 
I think we can also like I think I could say for your friend um, that he was in a spiritually well position um, just because he his awareness his awareness of um, the people around him the his kids his future the awareness of he knows that there's a possibility uh, there are other op- possibilities and opportunities than the one that he is exploring um, and the thought of like covering your basis and um, your involvement in what you're going to do with your kids um, I think says that he is spiritually well regardless of his faith background so I think that kind of answers the first question of um, what is the relationship between the two I mean is there is there almost a humility in that like, is there is there recognizing that there is a potential that there is this higher power, there is this trajectory of spiritual expression, and then wanting to not push your philosophy onto your kids of, of nothing or maybe a absence of faith, um, but allowing them to, to choose, right? But at least from my perspective, I was almost a little grieved by it. Because if he was so caring about his kids' futures, why wouldn't he necessarily have that same caring for his own future? And, like, from the perspective of a Christian, right, like that, I I identify as Catholic and I grew up Christian my whole life. Um, But I did go through a a period of, like, almost approaching that brink of, of wondering whether... God was real and going through my own mental health struggles of dealing with some some family things and and a lot of just challenges of of going through that testing period of my life where where spiritual identity was pretty tested. Um, Name but, one Christian who hasn't had doubts. Well, yeah, that's know? true. Yeah. Name doubts a Christian that hasn't had doubts. That's, and their that's, faith. Was, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like... Yeah. But it kind of made me sad because, and and that was that conversation I had with that friend was before I experienced all of that testing and gone to the brink of well, is God even real? Let's start with the foundations, right? Um, that was before I experienced that, and I was sad at the time because I was like, oh, I, 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 I wish that maybe, maybe you could experience this too. But then I went through that period of testing where I was like, oh my gosh, there could be nothing, and I was actually entertaining that question in my mind that was that was a very tough experience but now i understand a little bit more and i can empathize with his position of like wow that's just a constant question right yeah. it could be a constant question for someone in that position i'm i'm just gonna say you know the thing you said before about like you know you know if he if he cared so much for his kids why wouldn't he care you know why wouldn't he ask you know care that much about like his own spiritual or like the, the thing you said before uh i just say you know like the love between a father and son can be like the love that a father has for his children can be like so great and circle back to christianity like you know the story of you know you know god for you know the human race like you know his children and stuff it's like yeah i think that's like that might just be uh, another part of like uh you know being it just seems like something that so many people have like you know fathers you know caring for their children it's just like so yeah, that that might I mean that might explain it. But hmm. yeah, but I'm sorry, Jay. What were you, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say I think it really comes down to what influences or what is defining of uh, mental health security. I feel like 
uh, religion and faith and spirituality could very well be a part of what causes someone to be spiritually unwell like it could be that could be the thing that causes them to have some mental health issues or and and their way of coping with that is removing that from their life so Mm. it could be that he cares of he cares for his kids um and their future but he is just not in the place mentally to accept that for himself Mm. because of something that may have happened in the past i think that's a thought yeah that's a thought that's a thought write that down what if it's also like just personal like he just doesn't personally believe it like maybe it's not a stress relief but well we also have to be mindful too that there are stigmas that exist too so you know maybe maybe he doesn't want to have or pursue a faith for himself because because he Uh, fears of being stigmatized if he doesn't follow it you know to To the t exactly Mm -hmm. yeah or the way his family or parents did or so yeah and that that was one of my questions was uh if there is a connection uh do we believe that there is a level of acceptance and a a, or a barrier um with spiritual affiliations like i would say for um you josh uh as a catholic um because i identify as christian but as a catholic what is your what is your perspective uh, could you rephrase that question just so I fully understand what you're asking? Do you believe there's a level of acceptance or a barrier with spiritual affiliations when it comes to mental health security? I would definitely. That's oh, that's that's a can of worms. Um, I I'll, I'll try and summarize because there's a there's a lot there to yeah. unpack. I'll try and summarize it as best I can, at least from my perspective. I I would say. Specifically speaking from me, I'm not going to try and speak for the church at large well, yeah. or for, for other people's experiences. You mean you don't double as the Pope? <laughs> he's, the, he's the spokesperson for I, the entire... I am the parochial <laughs> vicar for His Holiness. No, I, oh, I do not gosh. purport to say that I am <laughs> said spokesman, but... Okay. Do you sit on the chair of St. Peter? I do not sit on the chair of St. Peter. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We, we may see. I don't know. Maybe in 40 years we'll see, but oh, no. We no, shall I'm just see. kidding. I'm just First, kidding. You're going to have but... to become a priest and have, like a bishop or <laughs> There's quite a long road to that to that chair of St. Peter, but oh yeah. at least from at least from my experience, right? When it comes to acceptance or or barriers, right? There's there's a lot of hurt, um, especially with Christianity, because we are human, and God. Uh, from my perspective, again, God has given us something that is perfect. God has given us a faith, a expression to serve Him. And to 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 grow in receiving love from him. And we are not perfect beings and we struggle to conceptualize something that is so astronomical and outside of our limited abilities as finite beings. We can't conceive what. 100% unconditional self-sacrificial love is and we can't conceive this perfect institution because we have to take words that have been passed down from many generations, divinely inspired words, but we still have to interpret them for our our present, our cultural context and our life experiences and how to apply them to our lives and so When you take something that is perfect and you give it to someone who is imperfect, they're not going to fully get it right. Or even appreciate it. Or even appreciate it as much. They have the lack of understanding, maybe. And so 
when there's a barrier, right? There's a there's there there can be a stigma, like you were saying, right? A, a stigma of of misunderstanding what the best application of being a Christian or being Jewish or being Muslim is. Um, that can create a barrier, right? Yeah. There can be a lot of mistakes that people who say that they are representing an institution and say certain things to people that are hurtful, right? They can actually use that as an excuse to be hurtful or to to hide behind their own hurt or life experiences that have hurt them, right? And continuing that cycle, that generational cycle of hurt. And so that's something that personally like grieves me when I'm looking at how uh, Christianity in particular is is being so like you know, even potentially weaponized in today's yes. society that it's Bible it's rough to see, yeah, you know, yeah. not being open-minded and engaging in conversations just like these, right? I would say we're we're approaching this from a relatively sensitive mindset. I would say not all of us in this room are of the same belief system exclusively. Like we, there's probably things that we disagree on. Yeah, yeah. I'm Catholic. I, you know, yeah. I, I have more. <laughs> Mark and theology. I have the Protestant Catholic rivalry going, <laughs> but, but like we, uh, we joke about like we, we have, joke about we have it the, in a healthy way. We yeah. have the yeah. friendly banter, you know. Yeah. yeah, and that's what that's what interfaith dialogue should be. Yes. Right. It shouldn't be trying to force. I need you to believe what I believe, to even if you think that you're right. Yeah. Because the whole point of healthy conversation is to seek first to understand, then to be understood. Yes. And so, you know, on this rant of me answering your question, I would say, yeah, there's there is a level of acceptance, right? I would say there's a lot of tolerance within Christianity allowed with what God gave us, right? If we read it right. Yes. If we read it right. Oh, gosh. Right. And oh. we apply it right. Right. That's there a whole is, other conversation. That is a whole other whole conversation we will have later in the semester. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, no, if, if, if from a g most general sense, if we, if we do it right, and obviously we're not always going to get it right, but if we strive to listen, to listen, that can do more for your mental health, your audience's mental health, if you just give them an ear. Yes. Like, give them an ear listen to what they're saying make them feel valued as a person make their words feel valued that's the whole goal of Rhodes is to give people a platform and an audience to listen and to express ideas we're here to we're here to present ideas not, not to, to push, push them, them said Jay on our wonderful intro and I I, I I genuinely think that if 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 we try to do this right, if we try to have these conversations in a way that fosters that acceptance, fosters that listening spirit, we're going to be able to do more for our community at this university. And then when all of you graduate, you're going to take that with you guys, right? You're going to take that with you to the new communities that you broaden out into when you graduate, when you go into the workplace, when you meet with your friends and your family and new friends and new family, when you start your own family, right? So I, I'm going off on a bit of a, a I'm getting preachy. Don't, don't get me preachy. I'm going to, I'm going to start getting preachy, but no, to, to kind of summarize, there is that connection between mental health and spiritual wellness, right? Mental wellness on that wheel and spiritual wellness. But I would say mental wellness is almost like the axle. If, if we visualize okay. this as a wheel and all of the aspects of wellness are the spokes, 
right? Mental wellness, in my opinion, at least the way I've seen it, is kind of like the axle. Physical wellness, if you are physically well, you're going to be mentally well, or at least it's going to contribute to positive mental wellness, right? Like Jay and I, we're going to the gym now. We've, we we've got our, our New Year's resolution, New Year, New Us. Right? Hashtag people, commitment. Hashtag Stay committed. Commitment. Put that on the worksheet. The, yeah. the, <laughs> yep. So we're going to the gym, and like, listen, going to the gym is not the most fun activity. Not at all. <laughs> but when you're done doing a 90-minute workout, like lifting, treadmill, elliptical, drinking water, stretching, you're doing something good for your body. And it feels good, right? It's those endorphins, right? That feels good. If you have good financial wellness, if you keep to a nice budget and you make sure that you're not making reckless purchases, right? That financial... <laughs> uh, uh, over here, um, everyone's pointing at themselves. If you can't, you, this is the radio, so you can't see what's going on here, but everyone's pointing. Um, but if you have good financial wellness, if you keep a solid budget and you're not like stretching yourself beyond your means, that's going to contribute to good mental wellness because you're not going to be worried, oh my gosh, I'm in so much debt, or I'm going to be, I, I can't pay my electric bill this month. So there's a lot of elements of wellness, and then you get to spiritual wellness, right? If you have a way to believe, Right. If you have a way to believe in something greater than yourself and use that set of values to inform your decisions, you're going to feel better in your mental health. Right. Regardless of the application of how that functions in your life. That's where we're at with that. Great answer. Great answer. And also we're up against another commercial break so we'll come back after a couple minutes um and maybe more fully debrief that question and then go into our our final question for this episode wow the time's getting away from us we've already been here over an hour my goodness so we'll be back in a few minutes and uh yeah time flies when you're having fun and i would say this is quite fun so we'll be back in a couple and we're back Hello, hello. Welcome hello. Back. To kick off this segment, we have a few announcements of upcoming events that are happening in Rhodes in the next few weeks. Uh, just to touch on what this organization on campus is doing, uh, we meet, uh, as you as you heard in the intro, I believe, or maybe it's... Maybe it's, it's the, the outro. The outro. Is it the intro? It's the outro and the intro. The outro so and the similar. intro. All right. Well, you'll hear the outro at the end of the show. But um, we meet Wednesdays, 7 p.m. at the Hub during the semesters. And so we just had our semester kickoff, right, Jay? What did you think of that? It was great. It was so fun. Um, we had we got to meet a lot of new people, which was awesome. Yeah, and we have free food every week, and we alternate with discussions and fellowship events. So we have our first discussion of the semester, Woo! which is going to be on suffering, Woo-hoo! which we're really, really kicking off the semester strong, but we're really going to explore how our spiritual identities or our spiritual Spiritual wellness influences the way that we approach and deal with suffering in our lives and in the lives of those around us. So I think that's going to be a really great conversation. And and I think the week after that is going to be, oh, we're making vision boards. That's what it is. We're making vision boards. So it's going to be a crafty night at the hub. We'll have, I don't know what the food is we're going to be having for that, but we'll have strombolis for the, the discussion <laughs> next Wednesday. Woo-hoo. So, or this coming Wednesday. Yeah, this coming Wednesday is the first discussion. Y'all so. don't want to miss it. Be there. Yeah, be there or be square. <laughs> <laughs> or be hungry because you won't be eating. Or be yeah. hungry because right, you hungry. won't be eating. And food insecurity is a real threat on this. Ca- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, so 
that's just a little tidbit of what's uh, upcoming. We've also got some bigger events later in the semester, but we'll announce those uh, at a future episode. But ultimately, for this for this segment, we've got one final major question, and then maybe synthesizing some ideas we've heard throughout the episode. What could it look like if someone is spiritually unwell? We've touched on this a little bit uh, in these other questions, but let's let's kind of just dive into this a little bit, a little bit deeper. What does it look like if someone's spiritually unwell? Well, so if somebody is kind of not in in sync with any part of their identity whether it's spiritual physical mental any you know, any type i think the the symptoms can look similar and they could be things like you know somebody could be feeling withdrawn they could be not sleeping they could be there are these physical aspects of of not being uh, not being in sync and there's also some other things too like you know if you're spiritually not well you could be facing moral struggles you could see uh, loss of community you could be feeling stressed or anxious so these are all different different things that you could be facing if you're not spiritually in sync that's some good stuff right there and you know, I just say like you know, I um, I'm studying to be a you know history professor or history teacher. So you are you know, a resident history nerd. <laughs> so uh, you know, like just looking in the past, I guess uh, you know people would perceive, uh, I, I guess like if you were spiritually uh, like unwell, like that could be perceived. Uh, what was it? So, sorry, sorry, sorry. No. Uh, if you were physically unwell, that could be perceived as a like ment or a. Uh, a spiritual like ailment like oh maybe you're cursed or maybe you're you know maybe mm-hmm. I, I don't know like you've i lost your salvation i i don't I yeah don't know. what is what is the in the bible i think it was um what was that the one the one man with blindness and the priests like actually believed that he was blind because his parents had sinned oh, or were yeah. spiritually unwell in that yeah. way and yeah that's that's or, <laughs> yeah and like Jesus, or his disciples were like you know who met, who sinned that this man was born you know blind yeah. from earth and then yeah. then Jesus was like neither you know this man's you know neither his parents nor he sinned and you know stuff like that but yeah. it, it sort of like goes i guess like just of that you know that ancient mindset of like if someone is you know physically unwell like if they have a maybe a deformity or you know some sort of you know something that sets them apart in a negative way that could be perceived or that was perceived as a uh, you know a, a spiritual you know as a spiritual ailment i'd say I think we can also say that it may look like um, unexplained rage or anger or hate from like a source that you may think is outside of you, um, but it is it influences how you interact with your community. Like I think I keep coming back to the community base of it, um, just because it a lot of it does influence how you interact with people. So it may be unexplained emotion. It may be like a physical body pain like it may cause you to be physically ill um and have unexplained like these unexplained aspects of your life that are really making it hard for you to interact um and be a part of humanity and be a part of your community specifically so it may be things like hurdles that stand in your way of um being involved with your community I don't know, Mark, or maybe Josh, maybe you, maybe maybe Jay, have heard of this show, Turn, Washington Spies? No. No? Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, highly recommend. I don't know what 
streaming service it's on. It might be... Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Elena. <laughs> Elena just called me a nerd. But anyway, it's this historical show about uh, the first spy ring during the Revolutionary War that Washington had commissioned, where he had people infiltrate into the British uh, cities and gather intelligence for the Continental Army. And there's this scene, this isn't a spoiler, so I'm, this isn't a spoiler, Hello. but there's this scene uh, midway through, I think there's four seasons, so around the midway point, where Washington's just going through it. Right, he's he is going through it. He is, um, Jay. What's the phrase that kids are saying in the bag or something like that? He, he was like, in his bag. He was in his bag. Um, I'm really dating myself right now, but we get it. You uh, were born in the late 1900s. He was, in I was his born feelings. in the 1900s. The late so, 1900s. <laughs> but he was he was just really going through it. And and the doctors of the time told him that he had melancholia, which is basically this Aww. this fancy disease name they came up with with basically just this spiritual affliction of your heart, where you're so depressed and anxious because you have lost faith in where you are going mm-hmm. that it basically like he was having panic attacks and granted there's a level of fictitious uh, liberty that was yeah. taken with the ha, pun liberty cuz the revolution but, oh um, that was yeah. taken with this show but you know the principle of of seeing that was was he had this spiritual affliction in his heart. He was spiritually unwell because he could not see past what was right in front of him. The overwhelming successes of the British against the American militias, Valley Forge, so many people are dying. I mean, he was just really struggling. And I, I think when it when you tie it back to this question of what does it look like if someone is spiritually unwell, Jay, you brought up a really good point. Sometimes that can manifest in physical ways, too. Right, you can you can have panic attacks, you can sweat, you can like really just struggle with being at peace. You can tune out essentially, and you can tune out. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes, if you're spiritually unwell, maybe you don't listen as well. Maybe you're right? distracted. Like some of the earlier points we were talking about, like when people misuse a, a, a faith identity to further or make an excuse for their hurt and continue their hurt um, by hurting other people, even inadvertently, even if they're not trying to, right? That can be a manifestation of spiritual unwellness if they're so caught up in their feelings and in their anxieties of that moment, right? Then they misuse their spiritual identity uh, on other people. Yeah, I'd say, you know, like maybe, um, you know, a sign of spiritual wellness could be... uh you know, possibly um, just emotional, maybe outbursts. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen that specifically, but, you know, if you're, you know, religion and emotions, I feel like play like a, you know, they go sort of hand in hand with like how people feel emotionally, I guess. And uh, I'd say like for me, like if I'm not in a spiritually well enough place, uh, that affects my mental or my, um, you know, mental health. So it could lead to depression, I'd say. So, um, I would say, yeah, like for, you know, what would spiritual wellness look like for a person? At least for me, it looks like anxiety and depression if, it, if things are like really bad, I'd say. But I'd say, oh, I'd also say like maybe a loss of hope could, mm. like a loss of hope is sort of like what could lead to those symptoms, I guess. But I mean, like hope, like what is hope like that? Or like the, you know, what is the importance of hope like that? That should be another discussion, maybe. Yeah, that would be for the next season of Roads on the Air. Next season, yeah. What is hope? 
<laughs> and what are how like what is the importance of it? And what is the importance is of having hope? And, but going back yeah. to the thing, like I feel like if you lose hope in something, you know, if you're talking about hope from a spiritual standpoint, if you lose hope in something, that can lead to depression, and that is a sign of spiritual unwellness. At least from my standpoint, like mm. from from my experience personally. Mm. Can I speak on this? Uh, yeah. Oh, Elena yes, wants to speak. All right, can. Elena, you can swipe the microphone. Woo-hoo. Elena's our. Our, our second guest live in the room. And if anyone else is listening and wants to tune in to the show, please go to our uh, The Roads uh, Instagram. and they, We have a story with a uh, discussion uh, opening. Just Yes, please give your feedback. We want to hear you guys. open on 917theville.com too. There you go. Set that up. Um, so personally, I'm not a very solidly spiritual person. I don't have a doctrine that guides me. I kind of pick and choose... Um, what serves me best in the the stage of life that I am. But I've noticed that I get stuck with a lot of hesitation. Um, You'd mentioned with Mr. Georgie Wash, he didn't know where (laughs) to go next, and he didn't know what to do next. He could only see what was directly in front of him and not past it. And I think for myself, when I get overwhelmed and I don't have a good outline of a plan with my life, or like I don't know what I'm supposed to be focusing on, I just get stuck in like, fight or flight but I freeze instead and my brain freezes and my ability to care for others freezes and it's like everything shuts down I've noticed in myself I I wouldn't say I'm like directly spiritual unwell but college is crazy and it takes your brain away from what's best for you a lot and I get stuck so I think that's a pretty common one I've heard of a lot of people um, our age my age who just feel very very stuck and don't know how to move forward from what's going on with them i think i think the things that you're describing are also very well reflected right now in the spirit of the nation Mm -hmm. because we are seeing things across the country right now i mean down in texas i mean all over the place uh where yes there are in shambles yeah Yeah, (laughs) the economy's in shambles exactly exactly yeah And, I mean, we're getting into a season now. It's 2024, which is, mm. we don't, we yeah, it. we don't, we don't talk about politics we don't talk for about the Bruno. most part, um, but we do have an episode planned um, later in the semester called Collective Ownership, where yes. we basically tackle a couple of uh, perceivably political issues, but we look at them deeper than political positions. We look at the root causes. Um, I won't reveal the three topics that we have picked, but they're definitely big ones. They're yes. they're they're big, um, very serious topics that really affect a lot of people. Um, but you know, getting into 2024, we're we're in a season of people figuring out what direction do we move in for America as a nation, right? Regardless of what you believe, right? Just what direction do we move in? So yeah. I think that's that was a really, really great point. Thank you for sharing that, Elena. Of yes. just talking about sometimes feeling stuck, and that's a very human experience. Yeah. Right. So so human. Right. That's just foundational to who we are. I um, will say, I will say, like personally, before I have hit a wall of like, okay, what do I do, like. I I tried this and it didn't work um, and everything is staying the same. We're stagnant. Um, So I get that feeling stuck uh, moment and spiritual wellness may not um, look like 
it may not look like being the best version of yourself all of the time uh it may just look like being sound like you're you're at neutral you're at zero you're not at 10 you're not a negative one you're just at neutral you're at equilibrium yeah like you're you're at a a very good point of like just staying you're not really like i'm having the greatest day ever but you're also not like i'm having the worst day ever you're like i'm having a day you're vibing so like it is like you're at zero you're like i'm alive Right. I am awake, I am somewhat alert, and I'm waiting on enthusiastic. Uh, right. <laughs> in my bag. Right, I'm in, in my bag. In my bag, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's that's some good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So, if you had to... If you had to synthesize what we've... Ooh. What we've talked about, right, in the last couple minutes of this segment... Right, we've talked about spiritual wellness from a psychology perspective. We talked about the wellness wheel. We've talked about what's our center, right? What is our our faith identities, or what is our spiritual identity? We've looked at how mental health has contributed or can contribute to spiritual wellness, and vice versa. We've looked at what it looks like if someone is spiritually unwell. What are what are some things that, that kind of stand out to you guys? So for me, and you might laugh or you might disagree or whatever, but based on our conversation, it seems to be that spirituality has really reminded me of our pond, specifically the water in our pond, right? So we don't on a daily basis think, oh, how is my spiritual uh, spiritual wellness today? It's a 10, it's a five, whatever. We also don't think about the water in the pond like that when we're at the pond either or when we talk about it. We know that the pond supports life. It supports Miller and Seville, the ducks, the turtles that live in there. Yeah. But we don't necessarily think about the leaves that fall into the pond to make it murky. We don't think about the algae or the fish that we can't see so when it comes to spirituality it's like looking into the pond how is the water in the pond is it clear today is it does it is it a little bit dirty do we have some work to do with it is it frozen because it's been negative five degrees for the last week (laughs) is it frozen stuck and can't move and can't get past itself so you know talking about spirituality and all of this has really just brought me back to Millersville and yeah, made me think of our good old pond. Yeah. yeah and it's also way deeper than you might think. Like some yeah. people are like, Oh, the pond's only like a foot deep. No, there's like places where it's like 10 feet deep. Yeah. Like it's, it's got some depth to it. And that continues your metaphor of like, yeah, spirituality can be really deep and you may never even get to the bottom of it. Or the, be able to see the bottom of it. The banks were also just reinforced. So we've got, you know, like more support now than we've had in the past. It's yeah, pretty apt. I think Josh always coming in clutch with these awesome metaphors. My goodness. This is why we asked you on here. Got the good metaphors. Yeah. I just say like, be mindful. I think being mindful is the biggest takeaway I have. Like for everything we've talked about is just being very mindful, like self-aware, but also you're aware of like who you're around and your community around you. Just being aware. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a, 
commercial break now. It's our last commercial break of our show, but we'll be back in a couple minutes just to wrap up our conversation. Uh, We've got a couple of last thoughts and a couple of cool things. And if you see our Instagram post, feel free to comment on that post. Uh, Any thoughts that you've had listening to this episode, if you've been listening along with us, at MU Rhodes is our Instagram. So we may read a few comments on the air when we come back. So we'll see you in a few. All right. We're back for our final segment. It's we're an hour and 42 min, 43 minutes in and we've had some really good conversations. We we like to talk. We we do like we to do talk. We love to talk. And we have this this thing that we do at Rhodes meetings called the t-shirt takeaways. At the end of the discussions, we gather back together as a big group. Uh, when when we have a discussion meeting, we break into small groups and then come back as a large group and just discuss a little bit about what each small group talked about. And one of the ways that we do that is a T-shirt takeaway. If you could summarize something that you're going to take with you from this conversation, whether it's a word, a phrase, a sentence, we can go up to to 9x like i was telling josh on the phone earlier we can make it a really big t-shirt if you have a few sentences but what is what is the t-shirt takeaway if you could put something on a t-shirt or or as mark has put it in the past a t-shirt or a trench coat takeaway um oh no no, no, i think that was someone else (laughs) was that someone else i think that might have been someone else oh okay well you can also think of it as like a hashtag or you know like yeah like a hashtag yeah like we've had hashtags before if you could wear it on a shirt like what would what would it say so what are some of y'all's t-shirt takeaways? And we also have some social media engagement that Jay is running for us. We have a few comments maybe on our post of people people typing a few things in. Yes, yes. I'd say do good, feel good. Do good, feel good. Or sorry, do good, comma, feel good. Like the one should hopefully lead to the other, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say for me personally, um, just making sure that... I am trusting in humanity. Like, do better at trusting in humanity. I like that one. <laughs> Elena likes that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do better at trusting humanity. I like that. I would say you can't discover new lands without first losing sight of the shore. Wow. You have to recognize wow. that you exist as a spiritual being whether you have a faith surrounding that or not and then you have to be willing to do what we do in roads which is engage in conversation so that you can broaden your horizons so but you can't take that first step unless you're first willing to acknowledge that you exist as part of a bigger picture i love that wow that was great again history like you know discovering new lands or you know like just explore like i love that like that 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 was wow it's not mine i think i believe andrew Guy is the is the frenchman who said that okay yeah i like that i'm I'm actually gonna have a t-shirt takeaway of what josh said earlier uh about the elevator buttons right people can either people in your life are like elevator buttons they'll either bring you up or take you down and that was like was that who said that was that your grandmother thanks grandma thanks grandma thanks Thanks, grandma belise all right um also uh jay you said intention over impact that was that was good right there and steadfast and steady the encanto quote (laughs) yeah let's go um and then i'm also taking away that that pond metaphor that pond metaphor was that chef's was kiss golden chef's kiss golden yes yeah what about you elena any t-shirt takeaways from you um nothing short and sweet but 
I'm very open to conversation now in comparison. I loved getting here to, to sit here and listen to everyone's kind of offshoot conversations that started up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our new ideas in Rhodes is we're following the rabbit holes <laughs> uh, with, with kind of focusing our conversations, but also like the conversations are going to go in directions that you can't plan for. So... Yeah, we I, might completely derail. Oh maybe. yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for Jay's question earlier, but we followed that that conversation. Um, yeah, it's. Do we have anything on on Instagram or social media, Jay? Um, we do. We have uh, one of our members of uh, the Millville community uh, said that finding and using resources that will help her grow closer in her faith is something that looks like spiritual wellness for her. That is what makes her spiritually well. So I think that's pretty cool. I think I resonate with that also, like just finding things that help me be a better version of me. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Any other t-shirt takeaways? Be better. Just be better at being a person, you know? Um, Just continue to... um, I know as a Christian for me is my number one rule of thumb is listen first, be better in thought before judgment. Um, Just think Mm. about the whole picture versus just what's what's visual. and just being a better version of like listening, being better at um, understanding that it may not just be surface level, um, and just being better. Ooh, you know could what? Could you could you say that one more time? Like, listen first, be okay. better in thought. What was the third part of that? Uh, all of that before judging. Before judging. Yeah. It's like you can't control the winds, but you can direct your sails. Yes. Mm. Yes. Let's go. That this is, is why Josh yes. is our advisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is totally, I love that. Um, I think instead of doing a t-shirt, we should do like jersey style. Like the biggest t-shirt takeaways go on the top is like your name, your team name, uh, or your last name. Yeah. And then all the little ones are like your your numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, that actually just, what, um. Uh, Jay, I think something, the one thing you said before kind of made me think of what my uh, my professor, Dr. Timothy Miller, last semester, uh, he, he taught world literature. Uh, he would ask us uh, something to the extent of, like, how many of you, you know, can, you know, honestly, how many of you honestly, like, see something for, like, exactly what it is or, like, how how many of you fully understand what you see? So it's like, honestly, like people listening, like, just think about that. Like, ask yourselves, like, how, how often do you fully understand what, what it is that you're looking at or what you're seeing? And, you know, I, I would just say, like, if you don't think you always fully understand, it goes back to what I guess Jay was saying of like, you know, listen and like, try to like get underneath of like, you know, the, the, the surface visuals, like see what's, see what might actually be going on. Yeah. And not to be dumb, but, like, when you look at the pond, what do you see? You see the swans, you see the water, but actually the pond was a 
quarry that flooded so like what do you see do you see what's there now or do you see why it's there in the first place what if there's treasure what if there's treasure (laughs) yeah some are pulling all the bikes out of the pond oh so many there was like what was it 17 phones that they found it was like there's so many yeah I want answers the archaeology (laughs) club what what if the archaeology club like did like some you know like a water archaeology or something to see like yeah that was the pond was formed what was it when they were building the, the library, the current library that we have. It was like the brickyard or quarry or the something. The OG library. The OG. The OG, yeah. How did the phones get in the pond? That's a good I, question. I know of only the reason why one of them is in the pond. It's not mine, but okay. a friend of mine uh, that shall remain nameless. I don't want to out them. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's easier than you think to lose a phone in that pond. I would also <laughs> assume it was people who were angry on the phone and ended up just th- like just yeeting it across, like into, into the water because they were upset. That's the t-shirt yeah. takeaway. Yeet your phone into the pond. Please don't actually do it. Don't do it. Don't it's do not that. safe for the fish. For your mental health, your spiritual health, you will experience Experience more wellness. Do you want Miller's Phil to go through your phone and see what's on there? Do you want them to look through your text messages? The physical wellness of the turtles matter. Yes, yeah. Don't expose them to those batteries. Those right. batteries are bad. bad Save the sea turtles. But yes. what are what are your what are your final thoughts for today as we as we wrap up the last few minutes here? The turtles don't want to hear your SoundCloud mix. Oh. <laughs> um, I would not contribute to their overall spiritual wellness. Um, I would say that my biggest takeaway is like continue to stay committed. Like I know I've been committed to you know our our gym journey, our physical health journey but also that plays into like being committed to my mental health journey um being in my spiritual wellness overall like just being committed to that part of you know my life and my journey for me it's remember that you're not alone and you know we're here in this room there you guys are peers you're all students well the two of you are students josh is a campus minister i'm a staff member but just remember you know if you're ever feeling alone or like life just has you down, there's no better place to be than here at the Ville because finding someone who will actually care about you is not very hard. Yeah. Amen yeah. to that. It takes a Ville. Oh it takes gosh. a Ville. Oh my gosh. It's our catchphrase now. It takes a Ville. It takes a village. Okay. Yeah, I would say I would say a final thought is our goal this semester is to promote spiritual wellness, right? Like we've talked about in such detail in this almost two hour program. Right. Healthy dialogue is such an important foundation to a functioning society. Right. We we live in such a loud world that I think this semester, this season of Roads on the Air as a podcast is just us trying to be a lighthouse in the midst of all of that noise. Yeah. So that's that's uh, the summary that I have, at least from that perspective. Um Elena, any final thoughts? Thanks for joining the station. Yay! <laughs> We're happy to be here. We we found out about this opportunity from WIXQ a few months ago, and at first we were like, "Oh yeah, that's such a oh, that's that's an idea. We probably won't do that." But then then we actually slept on it, and then we were like, "Wait a second, hold on. This is, this could be this, this could be, be great. Re- this could be the start of something." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh no, I'm I'm just playing. But no, it's it's. It's a cool idea, and I, I asked I asked Mark yes. first if he wanted to be a co-host, and then he was like, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my Mark impression. Um, and then we got Jay on board, and, and each week we're going to have a rotating fourth guest. So we had the privilege of having Josh Belize with yes. us, and we yeah, thank you. Thank you so thank much you for, for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, and we'll have, we'll have more guests and more topics every Saturday from noon to 2 p.m., but... Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us. Hope and you'll you'll hear in our, our outro some more information about what we do and where we're going this semester. But we hope to see you next week. Yes. yes. Stay tuned. If you're on campus, we hope to see you on Wednesday um, at our first conversation. Now, what's it about again? It's on suffering this <laughs> this week. Yeah. yeah. And how we navigate that, right? How we navigate yep. that. And if you don't know what the hub is, come to the hub. It's the A-frame right on campus, yep. right by the pond. That right beautiful pond, pond that, yep. that Josh was talking about earlier. But We got food. We have food. So much food. And we couches. Do. And couches. And, there's and a coffee. Fish. And there's game. a fish. We, got we have Penny. We have Penny 2.0 because Penny 1.0... <laughs> Died. <laughs> I was going to say she was murdered, but I, I don't want to okay. have the true crime podcast listeners read We're too good. much into that. But yeah. <laughs> we do have a fish. She's she's the light of our lives. And we have coffee. She's it's weathered free. so much suffering. <laughs> that poor fish. And a piano. And we have and pianos. pianos. There's yeah. lots of ways and to. And games and pool. Board games, pool table. There's yeah. a ton of fun. Just come out, hang out, uh, build new relationships, make new friends. What's our saying? What's our saying? Go ahead, Josh. Take it away, Josh. You want me to say it? I want to give you guys the chance to say it. No. All right. Building better roads and bridges than PennDOT ever could. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, uh, I guess we can we can wrap up a couple minutes early, but we'll we'll give you our outro, and we'll see you next Saturday. Yes, thank you for listening. Roads on the air. (laughs) Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Roads on the Air, a discussion podcast live on 91.7 FM WIXQ The Ville. Radical, renowned, real college radio. It's been an honor having you along this journey, and we hope you'll tune in next week. You can also stream all these episodes by searching Roads on the Air on Spotify, Apple Music, or any streaming service if you missed it live. These conversations are designed to bring people closer together, create unity where there once was division, and we're grateful to all our listeners for being a part of that. Are you a student and want to get connected with Roads on Campus? Our meeting times during the semesters are Wednesdays at the Hub at 7 p.m. We serve free food every week and alternate between roundtable discussions on topics just like these and fellowship nights where we can go bowling, have a board game night, make crafts, watch movies, and more. In addition to our weekly meetings, you can also connect with us online in a variety of ways, and our Linktree gives you access to it all. Just go to linktree.com slash roadsmu, and you will be able to find our Instagram at muroads. Join our Get Involved page, become a member of our Discord server, Roads at MU, or even find out more information about the other faith and spirituality organizations at Millersville. Want another way to support this endeavor? During each week, go to our Instagram and feel free to like and comment on the post of that week's episode. Share your thoughts, what stood out to you. Maybe ask a question or two and we might just read yours on air. Your community engagement means a lot to us and we can't do this without you. I'm Josh Marzak. I'm Mark Schell. And I'm Jay Handy. Tune in next week for the next exciting episode of Roads on the Air. air.